conquered nation's fate. Almost unanimous was the request that I ascend the ancient throne of the black men, even the firstborn themselves concurring in it. But I would have none of it. My heart could never be with the race that had heaped indignities upon my princess and my son. At my suggestion, Zodar became Jeddak of the firstborn. He had been a dator or prince until Issus had degraded him, so that his fitness for the high office bestowed was unquestioned. The peace of the valley door thus assured, the green warriors dispersed to their desolate sea-bottoms, while we of Helium returned to our own country. Here again was a throne offered me, since no word had been received from the missing Jeddak of Helium, Tardos Mors, grandfather of Dejah Thoris, or his son Mors Kajak, Jed of Helium, her father. Over a year had elapsed since they had set out to explore the northern hemisphere in search of Carthoris, and at last their disheartened people had accepted as truth the vague rumors of their death that had filtered in from the frozen region of the Pole. Once again I refused a throne, for I would not believe that the mighty Tardos Mors, or his no less redoubtable son, was dead. Let one of their own blood rule you until they return, I said to the assembled nobles of Helium, as I addressed them from the pedestal of truth beside the throne of righteousness, in the temple of reward, from the very spot where I had stood a year before when Zat Eris pronounced the sentence of death upon me. As I spoke, I stepped forward and laid my hand upon the shoulder of Carthoris, where he stood in the front rank of the circle of nobles about me. As one, the nobles and the people lifted their voices in a long cheer of approbation. Ten thousand swords sprang on high from as many scabbards, and the glorious fighting men of ancient Helium hailed Carthoris, Jeddak of Helium. His tenure of office was to be for life, or until his great-grandfather or grandfather should return. Having thus satisfactorily arranged this important duty for Helium, I started the following day for the valley door, that I might remain close to the Temple of the Sun until the fateful day that should see the opening of the prison cell, where my lost love lay buried. Hor Vastus and Cantos Can, with my other noble lieutenants, I left with Carthoris at Helium, that he might have the benefit of their wisdom, bravery, and loyalty in the performance of the arduous duties which had devolved upon him. Only Woola, my Martian hound, accompanied me. At my heels tonight the faithful beast moved softly in my tracks. As large as a Shetland pony, with hideous head and frightful fangs, he was indeed an awesome spectacle, as he crept after me on his ten short muscular legs. But to me, he was the embodiment of love and loyalty. The figure ahead was that of the black dator of the firstborn, Thurid, whose undying enmity I had earned that time I laid him low with my bare hands in the courtyard of the Temple of Issus, and bound him with his own harness before the noble men and women who had but a moment before been extolling his prowess. Like many of his fellows, he had apparently accepted the new order of things with good grace, and had sworn fealty to Zodar, his new ruler. But I knew that he hated me, and I was sure that in his heart he envied and hated Zodar, so I had kept a watch upon his comings and goings, 
to the end that of late I had become convinced that he was occupied with some manner of intrigue. Several times I had observed him leaving the walled city of the firstborn after dark, taking his way out into the cruel and horrible valley door where no honest business could lead any man. Tonight he moved quickly along the edge of the forest until well beyond sight or sound of the city, then he turned across the crimson sward toward the shore of the lost Sea of Chorus. The rays of the nearer moon, swinging low across the valley, touched his jewel-encrusted harness with a thousand changing lights and glanced from the glossy ebony of his smooth hide. Twice he turned his head back toward the forest, after the manner of one who was upon an evil errand, though he must have felt quite safe from pursuit. I did not dare follow him there beneath the moonlight, since it best suited my plans not to interrupt his. I wished him to reach...